Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Surge Podcast. And what I'd like to talk to you all about today is property investing about the numbers. Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So I wanted to talk about the numbers when it comes to property investing and how important really are the numbers. When we look at some of the investing that's happened in the past, um, some of the the booms and busts that have happened, some of the price differences that are happening in terms of buying those investment properties, putting them into your portfolio, seeing the growth of those investment properties, some of the good parts, the bad parts, and thinking about how important were those, were those numbers? Were they vitally important for the success of your property investing? Or was it more about the action that you, take, you took in terms of getting that investment portfolio started and you didn't really forecast that it was going to absolutely boom and go out of control and your cash flow was incredible? So, you know, let's have a look at that a little bit deeper just to think about what it all really means. Um, because people are have different makeups. There are your analytical type that need to see all the numbers and before they move into buying that investment property. Then other people have a really good feel about what that person is about who is advising them or has a good feel about that particular property that is really going to benefit them and maybe in the long run or maybe in the next one year or two years or five years and they get a good sense that that's really going to work and they're willing to take that opportunity on board, invest in that location where there is low risk and potential growth and they feel really good about what's actually happened and proceed through and make that deal happen. So a couple of key points around the idea of numbers when it comes to property. Firstly, it is important to look at the numbers to analyze what is going on. What is your price? What's the cash flow that you're going to potentially achieve on that particular property? What are the cash buffers that you have in place? What's kind of even the buffers that you have with your work? What if you do actually get retrenched or if you're looking to quit your job or other illness comes up that you have to leave your work? Do you have enough in place to actually get you through a tough period? You know, what is the risk when it comes to that particular investment? Are there other mitigating factors that could affect the cash flow or the price growth of that property? What are the interest rates you're going, going to be charged on that particular investment? So all this analysis does need to be considered. It does need to be looked at. But how deeply you go into future research or future forecasting of the particular area will remain a difference between one person, one investor and another. And I think it's an important part of people who have a good feeling about a property deal and sort of rely on their gut feel to really have a look at the numbers, discuss the numbers um, quite in a lot of detail with your advisor and or look at them yourself if you're researching the market and get a good sense of what has actually happened, what's happened in the past. Um, because you've got to think that you know when it comes to the Sydney property market, if you're related to recent events, then and it was 2017 that the, the top part of the peak of the market and you bought in 2017 knowing that the price valuations were continuing to grow, then you've got a situation where you bought in 2017 and they've dropped off the cliff basically where we've had a 10% pre-2017 
price decline in during 2018 in the Sydney property market. So you've got to really understand those numbers. And remember, the recent price growth or de- declines, and no indication what's going to happen in future. You've got to assess that market. And that comes a lot with some education skills and knowledge of marketplaces. So really important to understand those numbers and what's going on and how they're potentially going to affect you. But the big one I always focus on, um, on top of the price and cash flow and so forth is really your cash buffer. How much do you have in the bank? If a tenant was to leave, are you going to be able to withstand a month, two months, three months without having tenant repayments just in case? So you've got to really factor that in. That's a big one that people don't really often consider. They're more focused on what you're going to get the weekly cash flow, but not really focused on what's going to happen if that tenant is not there or there's other repairs and maintenance actually happen. So what are your cash buffers in place? The second point I'd like to make is, are investors actually considering their gut feel on the property or the gut feel on their property advisor? Are they feeling good about working that working relationship that they have? Are they feeling that that property is really, um, has a potential to feel really good about having that capital growth? And sometimes if we're able to tap into our intuition, we get a really good sense of you know what is the potential of that property or that business idea or that relationship you're looking to take on and all these things that come back into place for us. So if you feel like you've got a strong intuition and you've been successful about having that gut feel sometimes and it's really worked for you in the past, maybe tap into that when it comes to that property. It's like that sixth sense a little bit to realize that, you know, it's sometimes it's not all about the numbers because the numbers look good on paper, but in actual fact, something could trigger some, uh, an incident to happen where you have that, that loss in value. And especially if you're not coming from that space of experience and skill to have a look at these numbers and can't really interpret them correctly, then you might be looking at data that really doesn't have a good effect. And there's a lot of ways to actually manipulate the numbers when it comes to the data that's put out by you know various research companies or the, the media um, or other other resources when it comes to the the numbers that are put on paper to get a reflection of what potentially could happen with those properties. So tap, uh, I guess the message is, is think about your own gut feel, your own intuition when it comes to these property, whether that you feel like it's going to be a good investment for you or not. And really think about what is really holding you back from that property. Is it a case that, okay, there's some repairs and maintenance on it, but it's only a short-term issue. Once you repair those, maintain those, maybe it won't have a significant impact in future. And maybe because you have got those issues with the property, you can actually negotiate that property price down a lot further. So a lot to consider on that gut feel. The third thing I would like to talk to you all about in terms of numbers is when you do have skin in the game and when you have money on that investment property, you do tend to learn so much. So as you're growing your property portfolio, you might start out with your first investment property. You want to be um, in a fairly low risk space with that potential for growth. But as you grow your property portfolio, you may want to think, well, maybe I'm going to explore other markets. Maybe I'm going to 
look at a little bit more creative situation in a property purchase. Maybe it has that X factor on a property, but maybe taking that little bit of higher risk, but the potential for growth is even higher. Um, And you can maybe be able to do that with a property portfolio of 10 properties or 20 properties um, where you might be buying initially nine properties that are $300,000 each and that that 10th property is maybe $600,000 and you've got a situation where it has the potential to subdivide, put a granny flat on, or maybe even construct a, a, a um, you know, high-rise tower. And you might put yourself in different situations in regards to that. So I think the learnings that you can get out of doing various property deals along the way, when you do have skin in the game, your focus is gonna to be towards that property, towards that investment strategy. So you'll tend to actually draw yourself to looking to educate yourself in different factors. So if you're just spending time on buy and hold properties right now, and then you look at this development potential down the track, you might start attending development seminars and and look to that experienced people who have actually had success in that space. So it really gets you towards learning more, growing more in the future. So I really want everyone to think about those things when you're thinking about the numbers when it comes to property investing because I don't believe it's always all about the numbers. There's, you know, I, I really have an idea about the, the, the gut feel as a sixth sense when it comes to property investing and also that factor of learning and growing through your experience. If you're doing the same thing all the time, okay, you might be making money as you go along. But what are you learning in life? What what other relationships are you growing if you're doing the same thing time and time again? I guess the various experiences that you're going to gain out of trying new things or actually exploring other options. So I implore you to think about that when it comes to your own property investing. If you'd like to talk about this topic, about the numbers in property investing or your own personal circumstances, feel free to give me a call on 0400 332 377 and thank you so much for tuning in.